1: So
0: talk to me about, well, you know, this is a subject I love to talk about which mm-hmm. is the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you do love because to talk about the weather. Because you mentioned this the other day, and I forgot about this as our million-dollar app idea, which is Thunder, uh-huh. which is the um, the gay app <laughs> that is like a dating app, but also a weather service at the same it's time. It's
1: specifically for, I mean, I guess it could be for anybody. It doesn't have no. to just be for gay people. No, it's for the gays. <laughs> oh, it's the straights just... have too much. Okay, great. Yeah. So it's just for the queers it's then. It's just for the queers. Um, but it's for <laughs> specifically the queers. Who are obsessively checking the weather. Right. So it's an app that is like an amazing weather app, but you can also see. The other people in your area mm-hmm. who are also checking mm-hmm. the weather on this app at this time—that's right—and chat with them about weather exactly because you can, and whether or
0: not you're going to get together <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know you have a very specific sort of complaining rule when it comes about the weather. What is that? Well, I hate snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know this, but you are also very specific about like
1: what you get oh, to complain the complaining about. about. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm. You can either complain about it being too cold or you can either complain about it being too hot but you do not get both Mm -hmm. sorry about it girl (laughs) no but this world where you're like it's so cold I hate it I hate it so much and then it warms up and it gets summer and you're like it's so hot and I hate it and I'm like no no you get one or the other you have to be silent during one of them Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. I cannot stand snow i will tolerate cold but Mm -hmm. i generally don't like snow and therefore winter is not my favorite season winter just wasn't my season Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) to bring anna now back into the conversation Mm -hmm. even during like the hottest part of, like, the dire, most awful part of summer heat. You will never hear me complain about the heat.
0: This summer, I think there was some whining. <laughs> whining? There was some, I've never been more excited for fall in my life. I don't know. I did not say that. You absolutely did. What? When? When? Yeah. I have the receipts. Do you have the I receipts? I do. You did. I was, I was astounded, actually. Astounded. Astounded. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that there does come a time where the heat becomes so intense that those of us that, you know, complain about the heat. See, I'm more of a heat complainer. I will tolerate mm-hmm. the cold. Like, I'm like, put on tights. I'll run in the cold. I don't mind
1: the cold. Know that I can come home and bundle up get under a blanket you're like um sister claire Mm -hmm. when she goes to where does it norway Mm -hmm. where does she go for her job
0: i think it's norway yeah
1: finland Finland. it's finland it's cold and it's dark and i absolutely love it (laughs) That's you. but i don't i
0: i am not a a heat lover i don't love to sweat um i enjoy the summer but when it gets to be like a million degrees no 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 not for me that's Mm. like so we balance each other out here i guess we do but um, you know there are some times where the heat just gets the best of us and it's not pretty
1: at the National park At the National park. At the National Parks.
0: Follow you, I'll follow you there.
1: that while visiting and hiking the land, also known as Theodore Roosevelt National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Mandan, Hidatsa, Arikara, Crow, and many other indigenous people. So if you joined us in our last episode, we capped off the
0: Caprock-Cooley
1: Trail. See what I did there? I did. Um,
0: which began as an interpretive nature
1: trail and then continued on. Okay, so we're in the north unit of the Theodore Roosevelt National Park on our hiking adventures and our second day in this park. It is about an hour from the South Unit. You know, budget your time if you go. Mm -hmm. The South Unit is located right near the town of Medora the North Unit is not at all. It's located near the town of nothing. (laughs) The town of nothing. There's Mm -hmm, nothing around mm -hmm.
0: there. Um, Having spent our first day in the South Unit and having the opportunity to have talked to the ranger, which was actually really helpful to do, um, because what that meant was we could get to the North Unit early, not have to like wait for a visitor center to open. We got a very good idea of the planning for what we wanted to do here. This was the further away unit from our accommodations, not that the South Unit was close to Our accommodations. But it meant that we really had to plan ahead here as far as gas went, as far as water went, as far as food went to make sure that we were, again, we were far away. We wanted to make sure that we were made in the shade for what we were doing on the second day.
1: One of the things that we really wanted to do here in the North Unit was take a more of an epic hike because we had done an epic hike in the South Unit over on the other side, not near the scenic loop road of the South Unit. No. Did the petrified forest loop over. In the south unit. Then we spoke to the ranger about some recommendations for a longer trail in the north unit, and we wanted to do the north. Aachenbach trail.
0: So this trail is a 4.2 mile hike, give or take from the Red Bend Overlook. About 8.4 miles in total, just on the North Aachenbach Trail. And I say give or take because in order to get to the trail, you have to hike about 0.6 miles from the Red Bend Overlook to get to the trailhead for this. And then depending on what you do, either hike the 0.6 miles back to the Red Bend Overlook or do what we did and continue on the Caprock Cooley Trail, which is essentially the 0.6 miles that you were getting from. Red Bend 2 here, but we were going to continue on the Caprock-Cooley Trail, and that was going to take us back to the trailhead where the car was parked, and that was a 0.8-mile hike. So again, it's varying on what that would sort of look like for you, depending on
1: how you're coming to the trailhead. So our plan was to get a really long day of hiking in using the North Ackenbach Trail as the palate cleanser, as it were, for the Caprock-Cooley Trail. So we would hike down into the canyon, follow along the path of the Little Missouri River, all the way out to the Oxbow Overlook, which is at the end of the park road in the north unit. And we were excited about this because we heard there would be bighorn sheep there.
0: So when we last left off, we had just taken in the valley floor from the Red Bend Overlook. And the views were expansive. How were you feeling about hiking
1: this very long trail at that moment in time? I was feeling great. I was feeling alive and I was feeling ready. And I was like, okay, great. We had had such a great taste of what it was like to hike in the North Unit, doing all of this Caprock-Cooley trail up to here. So I was ready to do The North Aachenbach Trail.
0: Yeah, me too. And I felt like Petrified Forest Loop was only about was it I think like a around ten ish miles, ten or eleven miles, something like that. It was I think each of those parts of the triangle were around three point something. Yeah. So it was around ten to eleven miles. So I was like, all right, we did that yesterday and it seemed like we would definitely have a pretty easy go of today. I mean, I was excited to be able to just get down onto the canyon floor as it were and just kind of like see what was down there Um, because we had really spent a large majority of our time in both parks up high. We hadn't gone down at all. So at this point, it's about 10 a.m. as we begin our descent along the caprock Coulee Trail from Red Bend Overlook towards the trailhead for the North Achenbach Trail. And it's already pretty decently warm at this point in the day. Walking down from the Red Bend Overlook, we see a trail marker, which, foreshadowing,
1: is going to sort of be the only trail marker we get for a little bit here. So the descent down into the canyon was like no joke. I We were both thinking like, oh, great. Okay, we're just going to have to climb this back up here later on in the day after doing 8.4 miles right I do remember though that this descent I thought it was fun it was like it was quite a bit and it was like really zigzaggy, mm-hmm. but like it was on um, sort of bad land ceiling rock. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought it was really fun.
0: Yeah. And, you know, because we're real smart, I don't know how I convinced you not to do this. Neither of us brought our poles this day. We were hiking yeah, poleless. I don't know why we did that. Um, but... I don't, that was very silly because, uh, yeah, sure. It was fun, <laughs> but it was steep. I, I felt like it was, it was very craggy. Yeah. Um, it was incredibly exposed. There is basically no shade here. The even better part is that the sun is sort of not only beating on us from above, but bouncing off of this very craggy white rock, which is what we're hiking over and hitting us
1: reflecting off of the rock too. So we're just being baked on all sides here. Okay, so there was definitely a little PTSD like from Black Canyon of the Gunnison at this point about getting lost when we came back up as we're traversing down. Because there are no more markers we're not seeing any more markers right. I remember at that moment I did a lot of like looking back and taking mental pictures I think I actually also took pictures oh we pictures took actual pictures yeah in order to make sure to compare it for later yeah because we got smart
0: mm mm-hmm. So the problem being really here is that most trails footfalls, left by others to find the trail and make it easy to see what the next move is. And unfortunately that wasn't really the case here because there's not necessarily a different type of landscape for the footfalls to distinguish a path or create contrast. So for example a dirt path versus the grass you can kind of see a very clear-cut path but here it's all just sort of white stone and there's sort of a path but it's
1: not... I wouldn't say that it's very clear. No, and it's steep. Very steep the entire time. Wasn't there a person on this section? Like when I, he, I think he was coming up as we were going down, or he was like a little further ahead of us. I feel like there was a person I remember in this moment. I remember no one. I think we were the only people here. I mean, maybe we watched him come up as we. I think that might have been. That the was case. it. He yeah. came up and exited before and we like, started to go down. I think that's the way we have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at this moment, our calves certainly had come to life fully. <laughs> they were alive. I mean, yours are always 1,000% alive. It's true. Statuesque. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you post a lot of photos of my calves mm-hmm. online. And you're never sad about it. On calves <laughs> Only calves. Only calves. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: also um, a site where you post your farm animal photos too. It's Only true. Calves. Mm-hmm. Only calves. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was sort of like a switch backy sort of zigzaggy descent down the entire time. But there were occasionally some longer runs in there.
0: After hiking down for a bit, we didn't start photographing stuff right away. I think it was a little further down on the trail. So that As we kind of got back to where we were, we would kind of have a better idea of where we were heading. What happens is when hiking, we hit this little bit of patch of grass. So this sort of appears and it feels like, oh gosh, this could be the bottom, but it's definitely not. Um, There's a little bit of interlude here of grass that you hike across. There is a
1: path, so it's very clear (laughs) to see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And then this takes a turn again and we turn into an rockier path that we have to follow. There is a juniper tree that we pass that did like offer a bit of shade and it was like something nice to earmark for this moment. But I do remember turning around at this juniper tree and looking up at where we just came and I was like, I can't believe we just did that. And I can't believe we're going to have to do that again. Mm -hmm. Hiking
0: down a little bit more at this point, we passed through some more rocky sections before actually reaching the bottom of the canyon. And there are some mounds here like at the bottom. And I have photographs of these that I'm like, okay, these are very distinct. so we'll be able to kind of, you know, really eyeball this and know for later um, as a fail safe. And there is, if I remember correctly, there is a post right here at the bottom to sort of be like, oh, you made it. There is a <laughs> post at you. the bottom. Good for you. This is where we take a moment to collect
1: ourselves and kind of breathe it in. But what we noticed in this moment was that it was now incredibly hot. We now had to embark on essentially 8.4 miles in this heat. And, and with, we had some concerns. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, so we're playing Rhyme
0: Time. Mm-hmm. We haven't played in a while. I know. I say We say that about everything. We say that about everything. But I do thing. feel like we have a, a fair variety of games, and we kind of true. move through them as judiciously
1: as we can. In eras. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're bringing, in eras. We're having a Rhyme Time era again. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So a tiny little baby cat who is... Um, In love. A smitten,
0: what's a smitten kitten?
1: That's right. Okay,
0: a house of worship that's completely made out of this white,
1: parchmenty, barked um, tree. What is a birch church? That's correct. (laughs) Okay, if you're approaching a castle, and the trench is filled with this type of farm animal, you might call it a this. What's a goat moat? I feel like that one has come up before. (laughs) Um... Okay, if you are
0: running a website that is like a live journal about Dutch shoes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is a clog blog? That's correct. Okay, so this may take a minute. Okay. Because, all right, the clue is a gay in the Great Plains. A gay in the Great Plains. (laughs) Right. So think of another term for Great Plains. The Midwest? Another term for the great plains in the midwest <laughs> where we call them um the uh
0: grasslands the um there's the pra- a, a little house on them what's a prairie a f- prairie fra- fairy oh i'll take a prairie fairy okay i wasn't thinking that. <laughs> a you- prairie mary that's it <laughs>
1: A Prairie Mary.
0: Okay. And lastly, um, this is a group of people that sing together, but they're all filled with holes. What
1: is a porous chorus? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> we may need to bring Prairie Mary to life here. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay,
0: great. Um, <laughs> she, could, she could. We could make her the queen for this episode. We could.
1: Spoiler alert. Let's see if yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have reached... Speaking of Prairie Mary, we've reached the bottom of the canyon Mm -hmm. and um, we take another look here and it is even further away than it was the last time from the juniper tree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember in this moment, I was like, great, we're going to do 8.4 miles in the heat and then we're going to have to climb this beast again. Yep. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. There were some trees and shrubs down here. Um, and some grass uh, because we were closer to the Little Missouri River. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the soil could sustain tree growth there. Grassland. (laughs) The nice thing about being
0: down here is that the trail itself was a lot clearer and a lot easier to follow. However, once we reached the bottom, we had to have a pretty honest conversation about temperature and how we were feeling. So thinking clearly about our hiking yesterday which was also a very, very hot day, we did a bulk majority of our big hike by this point in the day. So when we had hiked Petrified Forest Loop by about 10.30, which is what the time we were at right now at the bottom, we had all but pretty closely finished that We only
1: had about like a half
0: hour 45 minutes left left. something like that so we had done most of the big expansive hike at that point the other thing was about that hike we were on the grassland we were up on the ma dahe trail and it was windy so it was hot but there was a breeze so it didn't really feel that hot here we were in the canyon and as the old adage goes, as we talked about in Zion, it is hotter in the canyon than it is at the rim. It's mm-hmm. just the way that it is. So we also had to think about, it took us about 30 minutes because we had started at the North Achenbach Trailhead at the top at 10, and it was 10.30 now. It took us about 30 minutes to just go 0.6 miles, essentially down. So we had some things to think about.
1: We did, mm-hmm. but um, as good hiking buddies for so many years, um, we have developed a system that is the one-person veto rule. Mm-hmm. I love this system, which is um, one person can at any point in time go, that's it, we have to stop, we have to turn around, mm-hmm. and we both do it. Mm-hmm. We both honor that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like our Congaree rule, I feel it like. It is. It mm-hmm. was born in Congaree, I think. Yeah. However, what I think is... interesting anytime we've had to do the one person veto rule which we've done a number of times Mm -hmm. absolutely a number of times is you would think there's one one of us is sort of like experiencing some kind of duress and should be the one calling the veto but it takes the other one going you i can see that (laughs) this is not working out for you I'm calling the veto. Yeah. That has happened. Uh, that's it's almost been exclusively like that. Yeah. yeah. Like I could, like in Congaree, you were like, no, let's go. Let's go running into spider webs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Nope, veto. We're mm-hmm. going to Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Right, Like in Yellowstone, when we were oh. lost in Fairy Falls, I was the one who was delusional. Like, no, I'm pretty sure we're we're going to turn. We're going to hit that turn. And finally, you were like, No now we're we're turning around yeah so yeah um we knew that we had Mm -hmm. this i mean this was technically before our yellowstone hike but true but we knew that this was um a system that we had in place so Mm -hmm. we had an honest conversation here we decided okay great yeah at any point in time, if this heat becomes too much or if, like, we're just too tired, we've had a long hiking day yesterday, today's already been long, we can just turn around. Sure. So we soldiered on. Now,
0: this trail is pretty interesting because there's a lot more dynamic landscape than you experience kind of in other parts of the park, including crossing some dry riverbeds and heading through bramble tunnels and also along what look like kind of lava e
1: formations. The dry riverbeds which cross the trail offer a good deal of shade. So there is some relief we experience here and there. And some of the riverbeds offer some, you know, rather steep descents and ascents.
0: After a bit of riverbed walking, we ended up back onto a flat plain, which has kind of a shallower riverbed that we're following and is surrounded by grassland here. And the walls of the canyon are to the right, and they're striated with bands of yellow and brown, and where there's shrubs or trees, you know, in the sparse
1: areas that there are some green too. As we hike, we get closer to the foothills of these walls and some points. This is more of that white earth with the rills running along through it um, that we saw on the Cowfrock Coulee Trail. But we do at this point start to get hot and so we have to start taking some rests when we can as and as often as possible when we can in the shade because it is just full on exposure
0: mm-hmm. that being said the landscape is beautiful and the sky good god we wish that it was fully cloudy at this point yeah but it is a mostly blue sky with some puffy white clouds overhead just a few just dotting a few. the sky mm-hmm. not in front of the sun at all Mm-mm. we come to this section that feels kind of like it's a little bit more volcanic in the shadow of the canyon walls it's clear that this must have been a retention center for water um, at some point or it is depending on the season but we're experiencing more of this like white baked earth with these rills and ridges and grassy areas sort of above it so we have to like climb down into this section and it's I mean, this trail is fascinating in the geology and just the landscaping. And this was one of those sections where it was like, wow, this is so
1: wild. Like we didn't even see this on Caprock Cooley or in And any other part of the the park. And so I at this moment, I could really understand why the ranger was like, if you want an epic hike, do this one. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Right? Do North Ackenbach. So after getting through this section, we hike through some more fields and we finally get to another trail marker, which is a post with a Teddy Roosevelt graphic on it. And this takes us through more fields and eventually... More dry riverbeds.
0: We do get some glances in the direction of the river, which we aren't necessarily close to. And you really don't, on the North Alkenbach Trail, get close to much at all. It's more of a brambly wooded area down there. And again, the river is able to support this sort of tree growth because it's the soil is a little bit more moisture rich down there.
1: After coming through the riverbed, we come to another field with less of a beaten path. I remember this field very, very well. After hiking a little more, we do some interesting, we do see these like interesting little life formations on the wall of the canyon felt very like Star Wars tattooing. We stop here and we sit on the rocky surface surfaces that are the slopes of the walls. And we eat lunch. Yeah, this was like
0: probably a good spot. We were both hungry. I think we were both also feeling like maybe food will make us
1: feel better (laughs) and make us forget that it's hot. How were you feeling at this point, Dusty? Okay, so I was not feeling great. But Mm -hmm. I was also not admitting that I was not feeling Mm -hmm. great. Things that are a little different now in my life. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm definitely (laughs) right. therapy. (laughs) 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 No, at that point in time, I was still sort of like, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of reasons for this. I'm also going to say like theater training school also does this to you to be like, oh, you're not sick. You're fine. The show must go on. You know yeah. what I mean? And I did feel a little bit like that. Like just power through. You're going to be fine. Well, you're not type A at all. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> at that moment in time, I was like truly like to reflect back in that in that moment to put myself back there. It's like I was underhydrated. I was nauseous. It was so hot. And I was honestly like feeling faint and, um,
0: None. All things that he all, told me, every little
1: bit of it. I told you all of that. <laughs> you wrote it in your journal. And every then you bit? shared It with me. No, no. I no. The truth is, I did. I told you all of it. But the words that I was using were, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm great. I'm gonna be fine. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm gonna eat something and it'll be good, right?" Because we did like do some like stops and some recharges. But that had been a thing we had started to do. Yeah. Which I will say, like
0: for me. Personally, that's not typically... When I'm hiking, that's not what I, I'm like, let's power through. But I know, and this is not a criticism of you. I know that this is something you often are like, I need a moment. I'm going to stop for a second. And I'm already like Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 feet ahead of you. And I'm like, okay, and I'll stop. Like, and I'm fine with that. But I know that that's, but I was feeling like, yeah, this is a good idea to like take it easy here and stop too. Right. On this day. Mm -hmm.
1: The problem though, is that like usually, right? Like. When we're hiking in a forest and we're hiking and we're like, oh, this incline is so tough. This incline is steep. This incline is difficult. I'm exhausted. My body's tired. Let me stop for a second. There's shade. There's shade. There's like I can sit and like, you know, get some relief and then move on. But here it's just like moving through extreme heat. And then sitting down in the extreme heat. So there was no relief. Mm -mm. And so what were you thinking at this time?
0: I was thinking, wow, this is really hot. And we probably have only gone like, I'd say that we maybe, maybe went like a mile to a mile and a half at this point on the trail. And I was like, okay, I have a feeling that if we have to like can this, we can. Because we've seen already some really cool things. We already did some nice hiking here. And it's going to be okay. I was definitely feeling like, "Mm, I don't know how you're doing. You stopped a lot more than we typically have. This is where you did complain about the heat. Rightfully so.
1: That's true.
0: Like you definitely did. You were like, it's so hot. I think we were both really sweaty. We knew it was going to be a hot day. I think we also didn't realize when we were coming to the park that we were going to time travel ahead in time. So technically we thought it was going to be nine o'clock, but it didn't really matter anyway. We were right on the edge of the time zone. So I think we thought a lot of different things were going to come into play for us on this day that just didn't. And so I think we got up from eating lunch and... You were basically like, I'm overheating, and I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, well, I think we have to make a decision on what we're going to do here. And with that, let's take our second break.
1: All right, so we're going to do the queen that we had originally planned and add the one we just came Mm -hmm. up with, which is ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome to the stage. Rough Terrain and Prairie Mary. I'm not going to lie, I I think that rough terrain is a drag dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So there's Prairie Mary and then (laughs) Drag Dog. Her drag dog, Rough Terrain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like the super dog or the Scrappy Doo of Drag. Exactly. No, we're not gonna say Scrappy Doo. He was a nothing character. Um I liked Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo. He was the villain of the updated Scooby Doo movie. Oh, was he?
1: Yes, I didn't know. With that. Matthew Lillard and Sarah Michelle Those Gellar, don't count they absolutely count. No, yeah, Scrappy Doo was the cutest no. in in all of the original. I did like animated Scooby Doo and the Thirteen Ghosts. That was a great show because
0: Vincent Price was also like involved oh, in that. Was that a that, that was, was a an cartoon Animated off. show. I like remember that. Off. I think it was Velma and Daphne. Anyway. Yeah. Rough Terrain. The rough dog, Terrain. Drag
1: Dog. Drag Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Prairie Mary and Rough Terrain. <laughs> I mean, I think Prairie Mary has to sing um, Rolling on a River. Oh. Because it's like Proud Mary. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely mm-hmm. a a big number Mm -hmm. for Prairie Mary. Yeah. I feel like, and maybe this is getting a little too on the nose with some religious organizations, (laughs) whatever, but I feel a little bit like Prairie Mary is sort of like, like, does a whole number where it's very, like, rumspringa. Like, I start in my sort of, like, what I will call my prairie look. Mm-hmm. And then I... Sarah Plain and Tall look. A Sarah Plain and Tall look. And mm-hmm. maybe it's through, like, the course of the song, mm-hmm. Rolling on the River. And then, like... Which is called as Proud Mary as the song. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But Proud yeah. Mary. yeah, Through that song, like, leaves the prairie there's pageantry goes to the big city lots of quick changes adopts a dog (laughs) adopts a dog you get to understand maybe that is who that maybe that is the real backstory of the story. the origin story of Prairie Mary Mm -hmm. was someone who came from like a I know that's Mennonite technically but a Mennonite type situation where they had to leave the group and experience the world and they discovered the world of drag in that experience great I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. The, the the storytelling there. The storytelling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and found rough terrain on the street. Mm-hmm. And I want her to have like a dumb dog. Why are you following me? That moment from, from the Annie. Annie, the film, mm-hmm. because that's not in the musical. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is like an incorporation of the song tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, like why not? Yeah. In all of it, it's yeah. a mashup number. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. And what is her merch? That's a great question. What does Prairie Mary sell? Prairie Mary sells grass seed to seed the grasslands again. Oh, interesting.
1: All right. So we're...
0: She's an environmentally conscious queen. Of
1: course she is.
0: And Rough Terrain has a little like, satchel that's on his back that as he walks, the seeds fall out of it. Oh, cute. I so love that. So it's like that.
1: seeding the grassland. Yeah. hmm hmm mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> great. So Thadys and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Rough Terrain and Prairie Mary. Hey, we need more drag dogs, <laughs> generally speaking. I love this. <laughs> I think we have drag kings, we have drag queens, we have, we have drag performers, we have, we have drag royalty. We also have drag dogs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drag cats. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll just have to think about. Mm-hmm. That would be just all like plays on. Um, like Angelica Cat would be one of them for Angelica Jel- Cat. Oh, uh, like Angelical Jellicle Cat, Cats. Angelica Cat. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love that. How do you know we're gay, everybody? Because <laughs> we saw Cats as our last film before COVID struck. <laughs> we did,
1: and we both knew Cats very well prior to that, mm-hmm. and it was great. Don't, anim- I, don't anybody let you t- tell you We have you a different. whole episode where we actually, like, that is the cold open, mm-hmm. where we're like, hey, <laughs> Cats was great as yeah. a film, everybody, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so, so back on the trail, the North Achenbach <laughs> Trail. Right. I'm overheating. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I think our choice really came down to the fact that you basically feeling like you were experiencing a heat stroke.
1: It It's true. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in that moment going like, I've got to pull it together so that we can get at least back up Oh. Get back to the car. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to have to walk so far and then ascend all that again. Yeah. And then do more in order to get to the car.
0: Right. I think I essentially poured some water on your head here. Oh, and you And also like on your
1: buff so you could like keep your neck cool. Let's be clear. I think that actually happened before we stopped and ate food. Okay. Because we were walking and I just stopped and was like, I am delirious and you went water on your head water on my back water and I was like okay because all right, all right. we had extra bottles with us on this day. This was something that we
0: specifically planned for. And here's the thing. You know, sometimes we do trails and we've done this. We've had episodes like this before where it just doesn't work out, folks. And here's no. the thing. Why be, um, why skirt this as an issue? Because A, trail safety and knowing your body and knowing when you physically aren't feeling well and have to abandon ship is such an important thing to understand and know. And especially if you're in unfamiliar terrain, which high like, we have never been to North Dakota before. We've never been to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. We had to make a call based off of our situation. And the situation was we had to not only hike back what we did, climb back up, but then still hike, an hike another
1: basically mile. Mile to back get to the back, back the to the car.
0: So this was a, a call that was rooted in the both of our safety, specifically you, because you were just in a very bad way right here. Yeah, it's
1: true. It's true. Mm-hmm. We reached our capacities sometimes. And I had reached it this this day. Mm -hmm. Definitely not feeling great on the walk back. I think at this moment, I am oscillating between, oh my god, it's so hot and we have to do this and this seems so insurmountable to get back to the car right now. And then also, what does this mean for the rest of this five-week trip? We're only into week one. Like, I don't want us to have to, like, literally drive back to New Jersey because I can't handle being on a trail. I was not excited about oh, that. Oh, you were in your feelings. Oh, you I was <laughs> in my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I... My
0: feelings came a few days later in glacier
1: right immediate burn slow burn (laughs) immediate burn and slow burn it's true though it's true but i was like i also that was that was in between therapy journey for me Mm. because i had i had had a therapist been working with them and then they stopped being a therapist (laughs) or they paused Mm -hmm. their practice for a bit and then i had not found a new one quite yet so I was still not as great at expressing what I needed or what I was feeling at the time. So I'm just torturing myself on this walk back. That is essentially what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it would be nice to say that
0: we just zipped on back, Um, but it really took us kind of the full hour that we had already hiked out um, to get back to the base of the canyon wall. Um, And so it really took us... Essentially the same amount of time, if not a little bit more, because we were really conscientious of rest and breaks and what we
1: needed in order to get back safely. We definitely had to make quite a few stops on the walk back because it was just necessary. We would stop, we would breathe, we would like be like, okay... I remember in my head I was definitely doing the like the marathon trick of like mm. I'm just walking to there. Okay, now I'm just getting to yeah. here. Now I'm just getting to here. Like we did on Black Canyon of the Gunnison, the Tamichi route. Yes. You know, any
0: opportunity we had to stop in shade. Uh, which was thankfully there was a little bit more shade here because in those riverbeds, there were those brambly tunnels and get some water and take a break. We were really taking it. This was the crux of, I think, allowing us to be able to hike back and to get you back, you know, safely and feeling like you were going to be okay.
1: So our slow meander brings us finally to the canyon wall that we have to ascend. At this moment, it definitely feels like... nemesis. (laughs) <laughs> it does. It feels like an insurmountable monster mm-hmm. to have to climb. Mm-hmm. And we approached it extra slow and steady on the way back up.
0: I definitely wasn't feeling the heat exhaustion like you were, but I was trying my best to ensure that you were safe and were not going to pass out on me because I'm like, what if Dusty passes out? How am I getting him like up the mountain at this right, point? Right. Which again, it was like there. I we'd never been in a situation where either of us had felt like this or felt sick on a trail. So it was kind of that. That was the running monologue in my head. Like what happens if he passes out? Like what happens when we get to the top? Like what if he can't hike back to the car? Do I hike him to the red Bend overlook and hike to the car myself? And like there were all the the thoughts in mm-hmm. my head as far
1: as what we were going to be able to do. So you were making contingencies and contingencies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it we did get back to that juniper tree from earlier. We did pause here. It did allow us to like have a nice little break. I remember by the time we got to that juniper tree, the temperature was different. Mm -hmm. As soon as the temperature was different, I started feeling differently. Yeah. And that gave me a lot of hope because I was like, okay, it was just the heat. It was just being really tired and being in this extreme heat. Yeah, For as long as we were this day. That was getting me through. I
0: also want to just like say for a second, it was extreme heat, but it wasn't, there wasn't an extreme heat warning. Like there wasn't anything that like, we weren't being um, silly about what we were doing. Like we weren't bucking like safety. It was just that it was so hot and we were so exposed and we were a little later on this hike than probably we should have been. That was the, the thing that we, I think that was our pitfall there um but it wasn't like there's was an extreme heat warning like it just was it was hot and it was exposed, and we were exerting a lot of energy. So, I just want to say that as a we weren't doing anything
1: that was purposefully foolish, just as a disclaimer. I feel like there will be people who were like, Oh, hiking in a canyon isn't purposefully foolish. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't come I mean, for us in. The comments. Those people <laughs> aren't listening to the show. Yeah. Those are um, the bots that are like, Hi, I see that you're in my contacts, but I don't know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> we do finally make it back up the zigzags back up the little switchbacks all the way to the top back to that sign that like pointed the post post that pointed us down we were both feeling great when we both got back up here Mm -hmm. i i was feeling alive again even though we had like come up this wildly steep ascent Mm -hmm. temperature was vastly different and i was like okay great i can I'm feeling okay. Yeah. We so, did check in and you were like, are we good to keep going? Right. And I was like... I think
0: I was like, do you need me to go get the car? Do you want to go to the Overlook? Because the Overlook oh, yeah. you can park at. Um, right. So, and yeah. there are benches and yeah. stuff.
1: And I and shade. And shade. Yeah. And I was like, actually, I'm feeling all right. But mm-hmm. it's going to be mostly downhill on the way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I think I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So we basically had to hike... The rest of the Caprock
0: Cooley Trail to bring us back to the car, which is about 0.8 miles. And this takes us along the edge of the canyon, basically for a little bit of it, for our first leg.
1: There was some cragginess up here that we had to traverse and some rock formations that were a little more intense than our hike from the red Bend overlook to the start of the North Ackenbach. So there were some great views of the canyon we came out of as well, as well as the vast distance.
0: Uh, We're in that sort of more white earthy type of soil here. So there is that heat reflection happening. Um, And I really gave you a ton of credit because you just were like, I'm powering through. I'm getting back to that car. Like, I'm not going to let this stop me. And I think you did have this like, it was clear that you had felt better because I could tell just by the fact that you were like, I'm doing it. The adrenaline
1: was in, Mm -hmm. and also I was like, we only have 0.8 miles back. Yeah, I'm ready to get to the car. Mm -hmm. This essentially is winding us back toward the park road, but much further down the park road from where we were at the Red Bend to Overlook. After getting through the initial section of
0: cragginess, there is this kind of downhill through this juniper foresty area. But there's no shade relief here because these junipers are not very tall. They're taller than us, but not enough to kind of cast a shadow. Plus, it's midday at this point, so the sun is essentially... Essentially, directly overhead
1: us. And essentially, this is winding us back toward the park road, but much further down the park road than we were at the Red Bend Overlook. We did think about walking the road for a minute to like or trying to hitchhike. But with our track record of hitchhiking, um, we decided against it. Also, I'm just saying, y'all. It's not like the worst idea to pick up hitchhikers and like bring them to other spots in national parks. It happens all the time. I say that so that maybe somebody listening might pick (laughs) us up the next time we (laughs) hitchhike. Because right now we've had no luck. Mm-hmm. No one has ever done that for us. Mm-mm. We also, I we. It's not like we've really done that for others, but but we, we haven't should. seen others either. We haven't seen others, so you know. But maybe we, we can put that karma in the bank for ourselves. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. We do get some glimpses of the road as we travel on. Um, but we quickly lose them as the section of Caprock Cooley was more than we bargained for. Um, the landscape changed just as much as that elevation that was just going to be downhill
1: did. <laughs> yes. So we were on ridgelines of grass and dirt, then moving through gray, sandy stone. Sometimes we could see the landscape of the distance and the road, and then we would like turn a corner and lose it. But these were very dramatic views. And there was one part of the trail where it got very confusing on what to do. do.
0: So since I was feeling a little bit more alive at this point, I kind of jogged down the trail a bit to see if it was the right way. But it ended up just being an overlook. So we took the way that we thought we were supposed to take
1: and just continued on. As we were getting pretty close to the end, we encountered, okay, this is like, this was foresty right here. Mm -hmm. And this was downhill. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that here. So we encounter a section that is clearly facing the north side of a mound because it's more foresty, there are more trees, it's greener, and um, it's a little shadier Mm here. But as we're in this section, it is finally starting to descend. Mm -hmm. And the descend is sort of switchbacky and like long. And... We're getting pretty close to the end. We're like, we cannot be more than 0. 0.3 or 4 miles away. At Those this are point. always
0: the trickiest point miles. Throughout.
1: Right. We encountered some people on this trail. They were basically the only other people we saw on this trail. And it was this family that was having a gigantic kerfuffle argument. They were hiking toward us. But since it was just us and the trees, we could hear a thing. <laughs> this was the tea that we needed to oh, give us the energy. My God. It was the best. Yeah. The... The female adult of this family was angry. Are we about to get into this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. You can take it and run with it. Great. Because I think you remember the argument better than me. She was... The female adult of this family was angry. Ooh, she was mad. She was screaming about how, like, well, then why... Don't you wait for me. I am hiking. It takes me a little bit longer. Why aren't you just waiting for me? I like, And she's like cursing their names. She's saying things like, I can't, I do all of this for you. I paid for this trip. Blah, blah, blah. On and on. And I was like, oh my God, I am so alive. <laughs> Keep going, sis. <laughs> I want to hear all of it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I found this family to be interesting in that they had nothing with them. They were hiking with nothing. No backpacks, and no water. They. I think there was one water bottle between like the four or five. Five yeah. Of them, and I was like, You have made a grave error, friends. Yeah, like this is not great. This was like ill-prepared um hiking. And I assume they were hiking from the Cap Rock parking lot to the Red Bend Overlook, which isn't long. No, and you could do it. You it would be like a mile it. and a half in the end. But it was also it was sort of and like it would those have people had quite a bit of uphill. Oh yeah. A lot of uphill. It was sort of like those people we saw in Petrified Forest Loop that were hiking out, and I think going to the one part of the Petrified Forest that was like a family of seven. Yeah. Nothing with
1: them. Nothing. Nothing. And nothing. <laughs> I I don't understand people who literally just take nothing with them on trails. I don't. Y'all, take what you need. Put it in a bag. Put it on your back. Yeah. So eventually, as we're hiking along, we're able to see the car in the distance. We're still, like, up high, but we can see it out in the distance. And I don't know about you, but I was like, Joy. God, there it is. We finally got here. This was like, ooh, okay, before we get before we summarize and reflect we do meander our way down and like we go through a few switchbacks basically come out of the forest on the other side of the road cross the road and then we are back to the car
0: mm-hmm. i think it was probably the best feeling in the world yes <laughs> at this point you um, open the car and you are like oh my god there's water in my yeti and it was like ice cold
1: and it was cold water
0: and you were like great and we realized as we're back at The car that we well, first of all, we immediately take our boots off and put our sneakers on. But realize in the process of doing this, from our sock lines, how dirty our legs are. We are filthy dirt people at this point. We're filthy. Um, we're, We're filthy gals on the town. And I think your mom had sent. Along or suggested that you buy some witch hazel wipes, so Which we did. fully took a witch hazel wipe shower before we got into that car. And I remember there was a car with a person next to us, like in the air conditioning, just watching us. I mean, we gave them free content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> wet free wet wipe content. Wet wipe content. <laughs> wet wipe content for only calves. Only- <laughs> <com. laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Please be here for my. um my wet wipe content. Oh God. Ooh. Oh. Listen, there's Lord. a market. Oh, honey, there is a market. There is certainly a market. We are thoroughly just totally pooped in this moment. And I yo, this was this was an exhausting day. Yeah. This was an incredibly exhaust emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah. Intellectually, yeah. mentally. Mm-hmm. I mean it was it, mm-hmm. all on on all fronts. It was exhausting. Bar,
0: club, another club.
1: <laughs> another club. <laughs> another plane. Another club. Exactly. It was like it, it felt like, like that. that. All right, so let's put the North Aachenbach Trail on the Karen Stone scale. Now, this North Aachenbach trail does include the descent and then again the ascent. Right. And here's the thing. I think that if
0: you hit this if you hit the park at the right time of year, you can actually do there's a South Aachenbach too, and you can make it a pretty epic like an really epic loop so like you could park in one spot and then do a gigantic loop which you know if we ever find ourselves in north dakota again that would be i would fun. like not in june in like not in june but april maybe. or may <laughs> april or may or, or like, october
1: right yeah october yeah. delicious time for hiking. so
0: um so yeah i would say excluding the heat exhaustion that i would give this trail Probably somewhere in the realm of a five. And here's why. Because when you're actually down in the canyon, it's not the terrain is not all that difficult. It's
1: the descent and the ascent that was a pain in the butt. I was going to say a six Mm -hmm. for the exact same reason. Once we were in the canyon, it was relatively flat the whole time. Mm -hmm. Would have loved to have seen the other end of that and those bighorn sheep, but that was not in the cards for this day. No, but we got that in Glacier. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. (laughs) And let's end this episode like we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy! style trivia. All right, Mike, let's start with my category today. Great. My category, speaking of Rhyme Time, is called Rhyme Time Overheat. Oh, great. So in this category, all of the answers rhyme with the word overheat. Great. Great. All right, are you ready? I am. For 100, if you do this to egg whites or heavy cream, it may become overwhipped and then dull. What is overbeat? That is correct. Okay. This is what you might call it if there is just too much ice falling to the ground from the sky that isn't snow or rain. What's oversleet? That is right. Okay. Correct. For 300, this is what you might call it if someone says hello to you too many times upon entering a store. What's overgreet? That's right. For 400. This is what you might call it if a goat just won't stop screaming at you. What is overbleat? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and finally for 500. This is what you might call a pair of pants if someone puts too many of this folded fabric feature on the front. What is overpleat? That is correct.
0: Great. Well, friend, strap in because I think I might have written it a kryptonite category. So okay, we'll I took see. I took the name Aachenbach and I thought, oh, it's got the word Bach in it. Bach is a composer. Um, so this category is kind of like a before and after with composers. Oh, so, okay. Like famous composers. And it plays off of their names, which kind of create like puns. For example... Um, this is the example clue. This pivotally important Baroque composer, with compositions like "Just You," "Joy of Man's Desire," "Toccata" in D minor, in minute in G major, if he were helping a friend move boxes and did something to his spinal column and the area around it, and exclaimed, "This
1: is it on my back!" Right. It okay, would be. But hold on, but there's a composer name that ends with Bach. This is the example. Ah, my Bach. Yeah. Ah, okay, I got so it.
0: So it's Ah, my aching Johann Sebastian Bach. So oh, okay. if you can name the full, So composer... it's sort
1: of like a folded in kind of situation. Yes, yeah. It's kind of like a fold. Sally in. Field folded in. That's right. Okay,
0: great. Okay, so you kind of get it. I get it. Okay, I, get it, I got it. Because it, who knows these compositions? Not n- many people, but the clue should help you to sure. get the composer. Okay, okay, great, okay? great. So Kryptonite E. Okay, for 100. This Polish composer of the Romantic period who mainly wrote for solo piano, including works like Minuet Waltz, Preludes, and Piano Sonata number two, if he needed to cut down fuel sources to heat his hearth.
1: What is Chopin Wood?
0: That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) What is
1: Frederick Chopin Wood? There we go. Great. I'm probably not gonna remember first names. That's okay. I'm just I'm you know. Um Shout out to those listeners who love classical music. <laughs> Mike is thinking of you right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: for two hundred, this
0: German-British Baroque composer, who was well known for his operas and anthems, and had compositions like Messiah, water music suites, and music for royal fireworks for the royal fireworks. If he collaborated with Olivia Pope to fix something, what is it's Handel? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> what is it's George Frederick Handel? Great, great. For three hundred, um, I am still <laughs> alive for this category. It's not even funny. Okay, great. great. For three hundred, this Austrian composer, who was one of the most important figures in establishing the classical style with compositions like the London Symphonies, the Creation, and trumpet concertos, if during a game of hide and seek he made no effort whatsoever, is it Mozart?
1: No. Oh,
0: okay. Austrian
1: if during a game of hide and seek he made no effort whatsoever um i feel like Ali ollie oxen free is part of this no. answer it's mm-hmm. not okay so hide. um so he's just I've in plain sort sight of
0: given yes that's the second part of it oh. i've
1: already given you the the first part of it. in plain sight no what during a game of hide and seek, Haydn Plain Sight. That's right. Who is,
0: is Joseph Haydn Plain Sight? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, great. Okay, great. Great. all great. right. I all got right. half of that. You did. You
1: got it. Okay. Joseph Haydn. I I don't I don't know his work. Well. Okay. Well, he's a composer, apparently.
0: <laughs> okay. For four hundred, this Hungarian was a prolific composer of the Romantic period, with works like Hungarian Rhapsody, Mistopheles Waltz Number One, and La Campanella. And if he was acting as Santa Claus for the year and eyeballing the naughty and nice children before packing the gifts and coal,
1: he would be doing this. Is it the phrase, making a list, checking it twice? Mm-hmm. Who's Franz list? Franz making list. a friends list, list and, and checking, checking it twice. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's so good. Okay, okay
0: great. And for 500. One of the most influential composers of the 20th and 21st centuries who has scored films like Notes on a Scandal, The Hours, and The Truman Show if he was more of an optimist and less of a pessimist.
1: What is a Philip Glass half full? That's correct. <laughs> um, I slayed that you just did. for the record. <laughs> I mean, two, two. there were a couple that I needed help with. But that was a great category. Thank you. This is Been Mike feeling his oats after writing an amazing category of Jeopardy. (laughs) This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze. Visit the NationalParks.com. That's gays, Gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, in the Gay Shop, and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger, with Sean Slios on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard.
0: We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.